You got me working, working day and night. Come on. Move your body. You got me working day and night. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree and a Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, Jared Waters. It is a pleasure intertwining with our universes. Uh, I think I listened to an Erica Badu album, but welcome back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got new sponsorship for the podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Old Hill Bourbon. Old Hill Bourbon is a black-owned bourbon bourbon brewing company, ladies and gentlemen, where it's bourbon alcohol brewed. I don't know anything about alcohol, but I want to learn more about our new sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. But I know it's a black-owned brewery brewing, brewing bourbon, and thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And also, this podcast is sponsored by... Frontline Roofing and Restoration. Frontline Roofing and Restoration is a company down in Ohio where they restore and repair roofs. If you would like to contact them, it's 513-375-7050. Or you can email them, frontline.roof at gmail.com. Or you can go to their website, www.frontlineroofinggoohio.com, ladies and gentlemen. And if you need a promo code, the promo code is O-M-O-T-A-H, one man, one tree, and a hill. That is our promo code. So, let's get to these emails, folks. Shout out to all my One Tree Hill tree heads hitting me up, saying thank you for finally getting <laughs> to review the episodes. You know, freak, it's been a busy year. But, yeah, I remember, I, I always have to remember we got to review those episodes. And it was good we did that this week. And a lot of emails about my friend Alora Bellinger, folks. And, uh, yeah, freak, man, that was, uh, like, hearing these stories, man, it's, 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 it's something else. It's something else when you're when you're when you're hearing it, and sometimes as friends we we're so connected that we're not connected. Meaning that if you see a friend on social media, they're having a great accomplishment, you'll like like it and say anything else. But sometimes if we're just so busy, you know, like I have to take time to be like, all right, Saturdays I need to call my friends and be like, hey, whatever. So that's why I love this podcast where I can sit with a friend and just make a time capsule with them. Like, man, thank you for sharing your story with us. And losing her parents at such a young age. And it's so crazy that, like, we're in the same same town. And I guess I never would have thought to be like, hey, what's up? You know, especially when I was young. And, you know, we're just all teenagers just worried about ourselves or everyone's going through something. You know, and I thank her for doing that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of emails are asking me about the boomerang. And I don't know where I come up with these words. I was, you know, sometimes I was listening to her stories that, but uh, yeah, shout out to her. We're cheering for her. Uh, what a great episode. A lot of emails. So what we're going to do is change the structure of this podcast, right? I noticed that it takes a while for people to listen to it. And then when we listen to it, we drop another episode Friday. So if there's ever a two-part series of a person's story, we'll drop the first half, part one on Tuesday, then part two on a Saturday. And that's what we'll do. And then we'll, we'll just round up this thing on Sunday. So that's what we're going to do. Because some people are like, man, we're just trying to finish one. And then what we're going to do is on the following. Let me break this down. So part one happens on Tuesday. Part two happens on Saturday. And then we'll do the Woody's Roundup. And then the following Monday, we'll just put the whole episode out. Because I notice a lot of people want part one and part two together. They want to listen to everything and not wait. And I get it. You want to binge on somebody's life. But yeah, I got nothing but fire for you, man. Nothing but fire. We got some dudes on the podcast being open, and it's 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 dope, man. It's freaking amazing. Uh, this week, uh, I'm going to leave the special guest, but it's a really 
good episode. Uh, emotionally, it was it was a roller coaster for me listening to this story. But we're doing good. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Yes, I did see Borat. Oh, dude, I freaking love that movie, Dudettes. But uh, the new Borat was good, but it's not it's not as great as the original Borat. It's it's hard to do those movies where your character, and it's like a prank movie because once people understand that character, like the movie, people recognizing them and stuff like that. So I it's hard for him to do pranks. But I, I get it how he's putting another young actress inside. I think that was his wife. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's his wife. No, that was not his wife. This girl's name is, excuse me, Maria Baklava. Baklava, she's from Bulgaria. And she's an actor. She did a really good job. Really good job. Um, they pranked Mayor Giuliani. It looks worse than what it really is. I can tell. I don't know. I don't know what creepy stuff he was doing, but there's a scene where she's trying to pull off his uh, the level. What's called a lava, a lapel, a lapel mic where it's un- underneath. So she untucks his shirt, and he like puts his hand on his like knee. But you could tell he was very, very nice. But I wouldn't say creepy. But you know, just how old 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 dudes are around young women. They just act weird. We're just like, oh, come on, sweetheart, you're doing fine. Come on. And the, the touchy and stuff like that. And I, I don't know if they established that the girl was 15 in the story, but allegedly she was 15 in the story. But uh, the pranks are, pranks are pretty pretty funny. Uh, shout out to my man, Mike Lawrence. Mike Lawrence is a comedian from Florida. Well, he's not. He's more than that, but he wrote on the, sh- he wrote on the movie. He freaking, I, I think he's been nominated for an Emmy and stuff like that, but he's a really good dude, and he wrote some jokes on the Borat movie. I did see that. To the people, did I listen to the Kanye West episode? I haven't finished it all, but when I'm on the train, that's when I listen to podcasts and when I zone out for shows. But yeah, Kanye's a freaking genius. I said it, man. Kanye said the best thing. He goes, the truth sounds crazy when you're in a world full of lies. That's the realest thing I heard, man. And I think that, I don't know Kanye personally, but you know, I've, I'm uh, uh, probably not going to vote for him either, but... You know, 2024, I'll give him my vote. F it. I'm not, not, that's far away. But I really believe he could figure it out. You know, my favorite song by Kanye West is Last Call. I don't think how many times I've said on this podcast where he just takes 20 minutes and he talks about his upbringing. And I use that to this day. There's this comedian who's, uh, I'm not going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. That's, that's effed up. But uh, yeah, a lot of philosophies, the philosophy of yay. But uh, I think it's dope that he's given his life. I I don't think he's crazy. I think he says crazy stuff because he can't articulate what he's trying to say. And I think it's effed up that his wife, every time he says something prolific, she says something crazy like, Kanye is off his medicine, and Kanye, like, it's really hard. Like, girl, sit down somewhere. Freaking Kanye West we're talking about. No disrespect. I have have due love for Kanye West and 50 Cent. Those are my favorite artists. It's hard. It's hard being a 50 Cent fan, but F it. You know, that's what I grew up on when I was in freaking eighth grade. But, yeah, I did check that out. Other news. Oh, 50 Cent. Uh, 50 Cent. I don't think he endorsed Donald Trump, but I get what he's trying to make a joke. But, uh, yeah, Chelsea Handler. I know she's a comedian, but sometimes it's, like, weird when, like, white women are telling black people to shut the F up. You know what I mean? It's it's very weird, the, the borderline stuff she gets away with. But, you know, F it. That's, that's she gets down. Uh, there's been like brawls all over New York. I don't know if you've been watching the thing. There's a, 
this pro I don't know what type of group it is, but they're like <laughs> they're starting riots in Brooklyn and you would never expect these like I don't know if they're Yiddish people. I don't know what they are, but they're like causing <laughs> riots in Brooklyn and people are like stomping out cars and stuff like that. I got caught in it because I was walking I was walking to a show and I was like, freak, man, like the freak. There's like riots out here. So we got two weeks before the election and you know honestly I thought Donald Trump was gonna win, but now I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think excuse me. With the mail in ballots, I think something might go away with the mail in ballots. I think that Joe Biden is not doing enough to win. And Donald Trump is doing everything to lose. But I I just don't I don't think people believe in Joe Biden. I don't think he believes in himself. You know, he's like all of he makes a good Kanye West made a good point about Democrats. It's like Democrats always use celebrities to endorse people, but Republicans just use the people. It's a good point. Uh <clears throat> I don't know what's gonna happen, but I already casted my vote. So make sure you get out there and vote. Get out I know who I voted for, so make sure you get out and vote. And, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens November third. November third. Um also, what's going on inside the world that I've been seeing a lot of. Antonio Brown, I called it. I said Antonio Brown was coming to Tampa Bay Bucks. I called it. I said Tom Brady's going to link up with him. Uh, that's dope. Uh, a lot of you guys email me who do I think is better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. It doesn't freaking matter, to be honest with you. I think Michael Jordan is the greatest college, excuse me, is the greatest basketball player that's ever lived, right? Uh, I think it's just like comparing Michael Jackson to Chris Brown. Michael Jackson probably will always have the greatest records of all time. There's probably going to be people who can dance better than him or do certain skills better than him. But when you're the first one that transcend a genre or a sport, it's always going to be that, you know. And Michael Jordan elevated basketball to a whole nother level, you know. And there's just LeBron James cannot elevate basketball to another level because Michael Jordan said it to the, the level is Michael Jordan. So you can always only be compared to the ceiling. You know, unless he blows the lid off the ceiling and gets like 10 rings. But, you know, he's 37 or 35. But, you know, they're two totally different. It's like Goku and Vegeta. Which one do you pick? Also, uh, let me read this email. Right, now I get it. Uh, how do I feel about Little Boosie and uh, Mike Tyson? I'm going to play a clip of Mike Tyson said to Little Boosie. Here we go, folks. Person that, you, uh, that might be a homosexual. Why do you say that about them? Do you feel the possibility that you're a homosexual and you by disrespect them, you further yourself from being a homosexual or thinking you may like homosexuals? Nah, nah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm straight as an arrow. I'm just saying, you know. I'm not I saying did, you I, are, but I, why I do really, you have? Really, if I, you're straight, why do you? I really, I really, I really, I really commented on on, on the Dwayne Wade situation. Yeah. Because I got offended because cause it's a child. You know, that's why I, I really got offended, you know. And uh, that's why I really say if it was a if it was a nineteen year old, eighteen year old grown person, I, I probably wouldn't I knew I wouldn't have said nothing. Well, why did you but say I felt child? like he I felt like you know, I'm just saying, hey, you know, I'm not judging you. Yeah. Don't ever think I'm here judging you. I'm just trying to understand you. Yeah. And I, and, and I got some demons. You ain't in, in my world when it comes to demons. Yeah. Big things about me. But yes, tell me why. It was just like, you know, I just felt like, you know, that's a child. I felt like a child ain't, 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 
at 12 can't make that decision. I, I feel like, I feel like that's just how I feel, you know, and, um, and certain things I talk about on like that, I just feel like, I just feel like that, that was going too far, you know, you, Dick, you right. like, you, I agree with you, you know, listen. you calling, you calling him or her, you know, like that, that, that's just going too far. Hey, but yes. So yeah, little Boosie and Mike Tyson, I gotta listen to that podcast. Uh, a lot of people, I know Mike Tyson sounds scary, but this is not to say anything crazy, but uh, Bullet will go right to Mike Tyson, to be honest with you. You think these rappers, you know, I forget when Suge Knight was out here, like, punking people, then when people start getting guns, they're like, whoosh, they shot Suge Knight in the leg with some pants. So I know Mike Tyson probably is scary, you know, but, you know, a man's a man, you know. I don't think you got to be scared of Mike Tyson to tell your pi- his opinion. I'm not saying Little Boosie is right, but I'm saying that did seem kind of, like intense, and I both I love Boosie and Mike Tyson. It's hard to support, you know, what Boosie says. <laughs> it's hard to support what Boosie says, but you know, I'm from the South, man. Boosie was our guy growing up. Uh, what happened to me? So this week has been like a really I I was like kind of down a little bit till I realized it's been a really good week of jokes. Uh, Sunday, freak. Last Sunday was a freaking amazing. Last Sunday I did this show called the Fun Day Show. Starts at one o'clock. That's five shows. Sunday, and I said that I was gonna get five, and I freaking pushed through it. I had to put it out there in my voice that God's here. Freaking happened. Uh, Sunday Fun Day show went well. It's in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. It's on the middle of a bus, a bus lane, and I said, "F it, I'll freaking do it." I was like, I could tell a lot of comments are like, oh, "Can you believe you're doing this?" And I was like, "You know what? In April, we weren't doing jokes at all, and we were stuck in the house. I'll do freaking show anyway." We do that one. Went well. My boy Matthew Arvello, that's my dog, a uh, young buck. And that's no disrespect to him. He's just a young buck. Uh, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll go with you. So I was like, man, we'll get a spot. Don't worry. So we'll go to Curated Comedy. That's a show where you do stand-up. And then after that, you, after you do stand-up, they, this his name is TJ. He asks you questions about it. And, you know, some of the comments, you know, not going through the motions, but whatever. But I'm like, anytime I get a show, man, I have a lot of energy. So I'm trying to just bring it, you know. I'm trying to make it impactful and, like, make connections with a person. And... I might freaking post this joke Tuesday, but I remember this old lady was trying to laugh, and she was struggling laughing, and I looked at her, I was like, yo, push that stuff out, push it out, <laughs> and I was like, what movie am I quoting, and I was like, oh, I was quoting, uh, <laughs> I was quoting uh, Hustle and Flow, I remember Hustle and Flow, I don't know why I remember that movie, but I remember just always laughing about the movie, hey, a dog ain't like a man, that man, and you, and you gotta look pretty, oh, this is my favorite part, here we go, I'm gonna play a clip of it, here we go. Push that shit out. Push it out. Come on. Come on. You know it's hard out here for a pimp when he's trying to get this money for the rent. For the Cadillacs and gas money spent. I realize that. I can't, I can't blow the episode that we got coming up, but me and my friend talked about how we just keep quoting movies and how we know so many movies. But yeah, as soon as I watch a movie, I, I don't know why I watch it like 30 times, but I was just like, these movies are in my head. So that was a really good show. So then after that, I, st- I had to get on at 3 o'clock, right? So we're doing the interview after the show, and I think he doesn't realize that my life is more interesting than a lady throwing a chair at me. You know, that happened like eight days ago, and I could care less. People keep asking me about it, but I'm like, you know, that's things happen in comedy. Move forward. 
But um, so we're talking. And he goes, where are you from? And I was like, you know, I'm from Florida. And then he goes, where did you go to high school? I said, I went to Japan and, and the Netherlands. And he goes, what? You live there? And then we start talking about that. And he goes, man, you're so interesting. You're so interesting. I was like, yeah, the chair is the least interesting thing apart you. I was like, yeah. And then I had to run to Eric a- Eric Angel. So Eric Angel is this Israeli comedian I met here. And he's from Israel. Probably one of the first, or oh, I was probably the first comic he met here that I was like, you know, he's like, Jared's always been so nice to me. Lama law. And in, is- in Israel, everyone says this phrase, Lama law. That means why not? But it's weird because when you ask a question, they say, why not? And then you respond back like, I guess, like I'll say, hey, you guys all trying to go out? We're about to go to this little, the river and like chill. You guys trying to go? Why not? Why not? And I'm like, what? I, I, because, I, <laughs> but they're just saying like, sure. Sure is like their why not. So when they kept saying that, I was like, why the freak they keep asking me? Why is this not a good idea? But that's what they say. So Eric Angel, uh, me and him, we you know we we fuss each other. Well, he'll fuss me out. I fuss him out sometimes about his, you know, trying to find spots and stuff like that. But um, I do a show. Show ones well. I tell him like, no disrespect, but I really got to run. So I run to Eric Brandstein's show, which is Ray Gutz's house. And, yeah, I'm not gonna say the address, but it was just really amazing. He does a show in his backyard. Shows packed out. Everything else, boom, really good set. But I see this guy, Reggie Thomas. Reggie Thomas is probably the funniest comedian in New York City that people in the world don't know who it is. He's Haitian. <laughs> He's Haitian. And I can't, I don't even want to say his jokes, but his jokes are just, his quarantine jokes are just twa, just freak, man. So this remember that name, Reggie Thomas. Reggie Thomas is a comedian that everyone should follow. And then Eva Evans, she says this post like, hey, does anybody want to do a guest spot on my show? I'm like, hey, Eva. And she goes, oh, my God, you're funny. Come do it. So I was like, freak, yeah. Got five, five out of five. Run down there, do the show. And then uh, Monday hits. Yeah, Monday. Eric Brownstein has another show on a rooftop. And this show is like really good, really good. I see my friend Chinasa there. Chinasa, Chinasa, Chinasa from Nigeria. Chinasa. And I'm going to bring her on the podcast to talk more about what's happening in Nigeria because I've been researching it. But sometimes I'd rather have someone who's from there can speak more on it than me, right? So that show was good, and then Tuesday, we go back to Brooklyn it's at uh, Now and Then. It's my friend Mike and Max's show, and I noticed something at the show. I'm noticing a lot of comedians get up, right, and it's like this Brooklyn thing, and I can tell Brooklyn laughs, because people laugh in Brooklyn like this. <gasps> they kind of laugh like Pee Wee Herman, like every, every like, hip, I don't know what the freak is up, but they do this little laugh in Brooklyn. <laughs> Is Pee Wee Herman laughing? I was like, "Yep, I'm back in Brooklyn." It's like hipster Brooklyn, right? And I remember doing these open mics when I first got here to New York. I'm just like, so like, just in my head, like, what the freak is like? Why do I not know comedy anymore and stuff? So I do this show, and I haven't seen these guys. Some people haven't done the open mics, and then I'm I'm listening to them, and I'm like, man, it seems like none of these people have done jokes in like four or five months. I can hear them; they're rusty. And then I go up, and I've been doing stand-up throughout this whole pandemic and quarantine and everything else. And I'm, you know, popping and stuff like that. But I notice, I'm talking to this guy. His name's Kevin Bourne. I got a book on my show. He's a hustler, right? And he's not green, but he's he's getting out of the greenness of the game. And I'm talking to him. I was like, all right, what do you notice about the show? Look at this comedy show. What do you notice every comedian's doing? He goes, they're talking to that side. I was like, but who's on that side? He goes, comics. I said, yeah, 
don't play to this side of the room. Play to where the people are. So I just cheated my side this way, and I was like, I'm just going to go at the people who are here to see comedy. And once you start doing that, it's like, oh, wow, you don't care about the comic laughing. Freak that, man. So then I run into my friend Julie, and she tells me, like, I moved, she moved to North Carolina. I'm like, freak, what? She's left New York, moved to North Carolina. So that show's good. So then Wednesday was probably the first week night of training day comedy because there's, like, so much fog in New York City. And the show was by the parks, but you can't see it through the fog. So when you're, like, trying to bark and get people into the show, they're just like, where you want to go? Is this creepy alley? I was like, oh, fudge. Cheese and crackers, man. So I was like, F. But we had, like, a nice, solid, solid, solid 10. It's not bad. Usually we got, like, 40, but it's, like, it's people there. And this guy, his name is Milo. Uh, I, maybe something's wrong with him. I don't know. But it's this guy. He's dressed up as like Martin Lawrence from like the Dragon when he does his character. Ah! He has a he has his orange belt on, and he has a headband. And I was like, "Hey man, you want to come to the comedy show?" He goes, "Why are you talking to me?" He said, "Why did you ask me to come to your comedy show?" I said, "Cause I think you're cool." He goes, "You think I'm cool?" I said, F, yeah, I think you're cool, man. You're the coolest dude I've ever seen walk across this park. He goes, okay, I'm coming to your show. So <laughs> I said, every time someone does a good joke, you salute them. So he's, like, giving all these comics salute, and he's, like, into it, and it's good. But it's just, like, there's just too many comedians. Like, we had a, a pre-show where uh, an artist, Dennis, an amazing artist, she comes and she crushes. But when she left, everyone came to see her, so, like, her people left. And it made the comedy show feel less like a comedy show because people were not trying to stay. Does that make sense? So they're just like, oh, we here came to see her. And she's like, all her friends start talking. So they're like, we're just going to wait over here. So I was like, all right, now I know next time how to stagger it and stuff like that. But that was the first time it felt like really long. So we had to rush over to the Bombies. The Bombies with my friend Marcus Cardona, a Filipino dude, but from Maine. He's a good guy. He has a good heart. And uh, I was really just ribbing him about the show. But I had to present Best Female Comic. Best Female Comic. And what I did was, instead of me just bringing, because there was no, like, there was no Latin women, black women. There were barely Asian women. So I was like, I know I'm just going to shout out. I must say, my goal is tonight is to shout out all the women who weren't nominated before. And I was like, I'm the, this is for the joke I wrote. Uh, I said, this is the worst uh, award show in comedy. I said, I'm a man. I'm presenting best female comedy, best female comic. That's not right. I said, I'm probably the only male comic in New York City that hasn't made a female comedian feel uncomfortable before. And that's true. I haven't. And I said, I don't know what makes uh, a female more uncomfortable being on a show if all male comics are taking a picture of Joe Biden. <laughs> that got a big pop. And I did an apology. I was like, I'd like to apologize to every female comedian that's gotten advice from a male comedian and a male comedian, and you didn't even ask for it. Then they started applauding. I was like, I apologize to every female comic that gave a male comic an advice, and he asked, are we a thing? I apologize for every male comedian that doesn't acknowledge, that acknowledges your gender before you get on stage and calling you sexy. I said, I, I apologize for every comedian who, who said females aren't funny. And I said, if anybody thinks I'm pandering to female comedians, you're more than welcome to throw a chair at me. And then I took a shot at the tiny, tiny cover. Tiny cover is a really good place. It's safe comedy. It's a place. But the producers that do shows don't do diverse shows. I said these shows are wider than. I said these lineups 
as a collaborator of the Tiny Cupboard, Matt and Amy has saved comedy, and they truly that they're very great people. They're the runners of the Tiny Cupboard, which is a rooftop. I said, but the producers, you guys lack diverse lineups, and your shows are whiter than David Duke at a dinner party. Uh, so yeah, then I roast Marcus Cardona. Marcus Cardona's been doing stand up nine years and complains about the industry and not getting opportunities, but he makes an award show dedicated to the industry that he hates. That's like David Duke hosting the BET Hip Hop Awards. Notice that's my second reference in David Duke. So I congratulate all the comics that are nominated. I said, but I noticed that no black women are, are nominated. So I nominated every black comic, black female comic, every Latin comic, and every Asian comic. And I know, you know, when I nominate, I just listed all these lists for people to ask me, like, who are the funny comedians? I'm like, they're out there. Just freaking find them, you know? But my friend Jessica Clayton, she was nominated, and she works her anus off. One thing I can say about her is she works, she she works. You know, every time I see her, she's out. She's out, and she's always doing well. And it's to the point now when people see her doing well, they'll let me know. Jared, Jessica's upstairs killing. I said, I know, man. I know. I don't. You don't gotta court. You don't gotta tell me. I know what's going on. I know she got that fire and desire. So that was Wednesday night, and a lot of female comics are hitting me up, like saying thank you. And I was like, look, man, I speak for the voiceless, but I know there's gonna be a point where you know I'm gonna be off into another scene, you know, and I'm gonna be elevated. But I just want people to know, like. Try to book people that don't look like you because they got good stories. So uh, this comic named J.P. Justice, he does our show Training Day Comedy. And sometimes it's hard for like OGs to do shows like that because you're not on the show, right? And there's no disrespect to him. He's not on the show, but he wants to get up. And I was like, you know, you're, le- you're a legend to us, so we'll definitely let you get on the show. And then he's like, he wants to go up next. I'm like, nah, he can't go up next because we got an structure to the show. And... He did well. He did well. And I'm just like, you know, sometimes, you know, I know when you think things are beneath you, but I'm like, we're the young wolves, man. It's not like the the 90s anymore where comedy was like completely different where, you know, we're literally out in the park right now. But it was good to just have him out there. Like comics like really respected him. So I'm just glad he did the show. Uh, Then Thursday, Thursday was freaking amazing. So PDD Abreu does a show. And he, he probably has the best shows in the city. And um, he has a show with these other, with this, this group called That that House Party, though. And when I say they, they got that thing rocking, they got that they got that platypus freaking jumping at that show. That House Party, though. So I get there, and perfect. I, I, I notice that somebody's running late. Because every time I see a lot of p- people of color on the lineup, this is just a... Uh, what I use, I try to go early because I know someone's going to drop out. <laughs> and that's what happened. I got there. Jared, can you go up? Yep. And I'm just uh, high energy up top. Just got to gas it up. Light at 8. I did about 12 or light at 10. I don't know what it is. And then my friend Onika comes in. Onika comes. Boom. She gets the second guest spot. And then Jordan Temple comes. Jordan Temple is, dude, man, he's he's just he's a brilliant comedian. He writes for Atlanta. He writes for The Marvelous Miss Maisel. And I know Jordan because it's one of his good friends. We and him share the same friend, which is Paul Jumeus. And he loves Paul. And the whole time he came out, I was like, how's Paul doing? How's Paul doing? And I called Paul. I'm like, dude, dude, this dude's asking about you, man. Freaking call him. He goes, yeah. And Paul's in his head like, ah, I don't want to call. I don't want to bother him. I was like, this dude loves you, man. Freaking call him. Then Marie, she does well. And then Rami pulls up. And let me tell you something. I love the show Rami 
And he pulls up, and this freaking guy just kills. He freaking kills. Rami kills it. Petey kills it. We're all rocking out. I start talking to this guy. His name is Matt, and uh, he's a photographer, and we're talking about greatness. And this dude might be, not even might, he's probably the best photographer in New York City, but he's so humble that you would never know. Like, you could tell him, like, man, these pictures are amazing. Man, he's been doing it 10 years, 10 years, and a lot of other co- a lot of other people are picking up the camera for the first time. They get like a brand new lens or anything else, and now they're taking pictures. But this dude like legit set up everything else. I'm like, dang, man. So we're talking about greatness. We're talking about like how you perform. And he says something to me. He goes, Jared, I know you're set, and but you perform it differently. Why? And I said, that's because I'm not on yet. So when I perform, I want people to get a different experience. To be like, he's not going through the motions. He wants you to feel like you're a part of it. You know, talking to somebody making a connection, dapping somebody up, and looking around. I think the joke I made up, because uh, it's a live band playing, and I was like, all right, ladies, give the drummer some. No, literally, give the drummer some. And I was like, have you ever watched uh, Jay-Z's Unplugged? He says that. Jay-Z says the same thing. And you just see these black girls in the front, and goes, ladies, give the drummer some. And he goes, no, really, give the drummer. And they look like, mm. <laughs> They look at Questlove, they're like, uh, mm, uh-uh, I don't know. <laughs> and everybody remember that moment. So we do that. Then Friday, yeah, Friday. So that was that was that was that was a show, and uh, I did a podcast with one of my coworkers. That's dropping soon. Then Friday, I do my guy Kirby Darius's show, and it was it. I wasn't upset about it, but before that, I had a show, UB show at Central Park, and the show starts at five thirty. I get there at six because I'm running a little late. Show's not even on time, and. Not to knock at him, but you know I know they're getting warmer for the show. But I freaking I had to go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn's an hour and freaking hour and ten minutes away, so I got to leave that show to get to this one. Finally get the Kirby show. Then I bounce to the Tiny Cupboard. We're networking at the Tiny Cupboard, but I see my guy Julio Diaz and Talent Harris. What a what a good pair. You know what I mean? Those guys are like really. It's dope seeing those two together because they remind me, not Abbott and Costello, but they're just like two two wolves. They're just freaking going at it every time they get a chance to right. Uh, we see that one, and then Saturday, which is yesterday, Saturday, which is yesterday, I um, I go to the Central Park show. I did really well on the show there, so I uh, f and uh, I go again because it's the last show. So I, <laughs> when I go, I see other comments. I was like, "Who's gonna get the spot? Who's gonna go up, oh, Jared? Free yes!" And uh, it's an art form of just knowing how to speak in the park and knowing how to relate with people, right? So today's Sunday. And uh, I just finished recording a couple episodes of the podcast of uh, whatever. And I'm supposed to do this show, and I have to cancel, and I feel so bad canceling. I hate freaking canceling because I'm a man of my word. My friend, Dave Anique, she she's pregnant, and she's due in two weeks. And she goes, Jared, because I didn't go to the gender reveal because I had a comedy show. And I was like, I'm going to go to your baby shower. Whatever happens, I'm going to your baby shower. Now, I probably could have done the show because they said the baby shower started at 4 o'clock, but turns out these NIGGAs started. <laughs> they started at 6 o'clock. I'm like, what the freak? I'm sitting there, sitting there, you know, talking to people, but it's good to be fellowship. I just realized how I don't have FOMO. I don't have fear of missing out, but in my head, I'm like, dang, I could have did two spots. I could have did this, but it was good to just take off my cool and be all like, all right, Jared, you're here because your friend's having a baby, and your friend's having a baby, and during this pandemic, when we couldn't go outside, she would come over, and that's when we record our podcast. It's me and Dave, I think, but 
Before that, she goes, my mom lives up the block. Come over and come get food. So I would go down the block, and they would make me plates of food and stuff like that. And then she would randomly always text me and stuff like that. And, you know, she's a black woman. You know, I, I love supporting black women. I, was like, I just want her to know, like, your biggest day in life, I want to be there for you. Thank you for inviting me, and thank you for letting me be a part of it. So I had to take off my comedy hat and be like, you know, comics hitting me up. Where we at tonight, Jerry? Where we at? I was like, I'm at a baby shower. About to do time at a baby shower, though, because I have microphones. I'm about to do some time. But it felt good to just realize that to see a woman loved like that by her family. And I'm talking to her baby's father, which is Ann. I'm dapping him up. I'm like, yo, good to see you, big dogs. We've we've said hi and byes before and congratulations. It was just so good. Seeing all this love, man, and all this love surrounded in one room and knowing that in two weeks she's going to push out a baby and she's going to be a mother. And, you know, babies come from God, man. So that was just dope. And I just wish them the best. I wish them the best. And, you know, I don't, they didn't even ask me to be the godfather. That's so disrespectful. Like, who don't want Jared Waters to be the godfather of their child, you know? But uh, when my friends have kids, they're like, I'm not going to say they're like my kids, but I'm always just, like, happy to see. And before I end this podcast, that's what I saw that made me almost... Not tear up, but I was so happy. So I'm at Central Park, right? I'm at the Great Hill. And it's Saturday. I'm about to go on. And this it's like a kid's party, right? It's a kid's party, but it's further away from the comedy show. And this little black girl is having a meltdown, right? She's screaming. She's hollering. And her dad walks her by the hand, and he's walking on these laps. Like, I noticed the first lap. And the second lap, she's crying. And he sits, and he's talking to her, and he says, Listen, today is not about you. What you're doing to your friends is you're screaming and you're trying to take cupcakes from them and you're being very not nice. And I don't raise you to be not nice. When we come outside to the parks, you know, we want to show people that we're friends and we support our friends. So we can go home and not have this party, but I really want you to come here and enjoy the party too. And I was just like freaking emotional. I'm like, man, this black dad's talking to his freaking daughter like that. Because if that was my mom, she would have said, bring your butt over here. And she would have beat me in that part. My grandmother would have pushed me over that thing. And I was like, wow. I guess as I get older in my 30s, I'm just thinking like, man, when I have a kid, I'm like, am I going to be that type of pop? Because I would have stung those little legs up. But now I'm just sitting there like, I just, I just, you know, I see things, you know, I freaking see things. So, uh, Shout out to everybody listening. These are time capsules of my own. You know, Sundays is when I wrap up. I do the Woody's Roundup. I wrap up my week, wrap up my life. Uh, shout out to our, our Sky producer, a.k.a. G-Double, a.k.a. Garrett McCall, a.k.a. Roland Doja. Shout out to our CFO, a.k.a. Use, a.k.a. Lady. She's up to produces from the cloud to producers and everything else. Shout out to Dr. Sappho. Uh, I don't say this enough, but I'm proud of you. You, <laughs> He's a father. My dog Joe Sappho's a dad, man, and I'm freaking proud of you. Uh, thank you to Alora. Thank you to Jenny. Thank you to, oh, freak. Oh, I just saw this on Instagram. Congratulations to my homie Desiree. She became a member of Delta Sigma Theta. Is it Delta Sigma Theta? Yeah, Delta. Oop. <laughs> She's a Delta, so she's been throwing up that dynasty sign. Yeah, man. Shout out to her. That's amazing, man. Crossing those burning sands, man. I love when people do amazing things. I love it, man. I freaking love it. I would like to wish my friend, my cousin, Danielle Kuntz, a happy birthday. It is her birthday today. Uh, Danielle, I remember when her and my cousin Richard started dating. It was so funny because Danielle was like... She wasn't the pastor's sister, but she was like always at the church all the time. And Richard's like, I'm I'm waiting to pick her up. I said, Her? I said, She's like, she's like really, really close to God. And he goes, What do you mean I'm close to God? I said, Yeah, but you ain't close to God. Like she's close to God. That's the you gotta get your game right. If you know what I'm talking about. And he's looked at me and started laughing. And I remember him having her dating. And Danielle's been such a wonderful to our family. She's so sweet. She takes care of my cousin. My cousin takes care of her. And they have three wonderful children, man. 
So to Daniela, Dan, excuse me, I'm giving her a Spanish name, Danielle Kuntz. Happy birthday, madam. We wish you well from the One Tree Hill, one man and a, the freak. How come I can't get the freaking, this is my podcast. One man, one tree, and a hill, people. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jerry Waters. Good night, good day, wherever you are in the world. Have a good day and vote, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree, and a Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I say, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You gotta break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm gonna be the next Jamar Neighbors. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters. And I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.